Welcome to the Project Future podcast for people looking to launch and build their own amazing business with me, Rob Kerr. A few years ago, I asked myself, how can people considering starting a business be confident they are making the right decision and how can they improve their chances of success? The answer has become my book titled Project Future, Six Steps to Success as Your Own Boss. A Facebook group called the Project Future Club, where we support each other to launch and build our own amazing businesses. And this podcast, where every Tuesday, a business owner shares their story, including great tips about what to do and what not to do when launching or growing a business to empower you to make better decisions on your own journey. You'll find the show notes and transcripts at robkerr.co.uk. So in these uncertain times, if starting a business could be the right option for you and your family, read the book, join the Facebook group and enjoy the show. Now let's move on to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Project Future podcast. Before I introduce my guest this week, I have some exciting news to share. I've created a project diagnostic service with the aim of making your projects more successful. For me, projects are the number one method of driving meaningful change in businesses of all sizes. They're your vehicle to make a difference. And simply too many of them fail. The service can be tailored for both large and small businesses, and depending on your budget, even moving the needle slightly can make a significant difference to the success of the investments you make via projects, and the resulting impact to the people you benefit. Unlike simply delivering a single project, working with me here will result in embedding a project culture that will enable your team to make a difference for years to come. In just two weeks, you'll receive a full project diagnostic report detailing where you are today with recommendations to make it better. You'll receive clarity on the maturity of your approach and delivery controls and the success of your recently completed projects, considering a range of factors. So schedule a call with me today and start making the impact your projects deserve. If you're not at that stage, let someone in your life know about this and I'll be delighted to say hello. Now on to today's episode with my guests Agatha and Robbie Appleton-Sass of Rand Studio. Agatha and Robbie use online thinking and visual communication to bring your audience closer by finding the right way to tell your story. They themselves have a quite remarkable story and have done some wonderful things, especially since the pandemic struck. In this episode, they explain why they started a business together in the first place, how they started fast and realised what they could offer as a package, why they always focus on people first, why digital transformation is about keeping the human aspect, how stories bring people together, why the rules of communication are the same online and offline, why they decided to help during the spring of 2020 by offering free social media clinics, why they recommend a simple approach to social media, why it's important to be present, why the digital opportunity is now, and finally, how story and mission are interlinked and vital to success. Agatha and Robbie's best advice is to have a good accountant you can trust. Let's have a listen. Agatha and Robbie, welcome to the show. Hello, hi. Hi, thank you for having us. I'm delighted to have you both on the show. So let's get started by speaking a little bit about your backgrounds and how you came to start a business together. 
Yeah, of course. It's quite a good story in a sense that we have both worked in the film industry before we met. Yes, yeah, we both had extensive experience on both independent film sets and also quite large productions as well. And so I think in terms of like the amount of years that we've spent between us, Mm. it's 12 years, so it's quite a lot. And and we have worked with publicity and marketing teams for all this time, promoting films, thinking about storytelling, how to tell the the story. story. About the story. About the story. (laughs) And I think uh, when we met, so that was... Four years ago now. Oh yeah, nearly five years. Nearly five years ago, mm. um, we've realised um, that we have this background in common. Yes. And yeah. many other things. Mm-hmm. And when the relationship started, I think mm. literally uh, pretty early, like pretty, pretty early five in months the... in. Yeah. Um, we decided to start Ram, mm. and I think it was born out of how many things kind of overlapped in our lives yes and the new kind of energy that we found by meeting one another yeah yeah and actually and we just enjoyed spending time with each other and then enjoyed the ideas that we both sort of came up with whilst in the same room and we just wanted to say well hey let's um, let's try and make a business from this (laughs) it was very (laughs) organic and very um natural for Mm. us I think to to do that because we maybe it almost felt like we finally had someone to play with almost in terms of like professionally uh what we have been doing before although Mm. we have been working within the the kind of publicity and marketing teams our role in a sense would be quite solitary because we would sort of come in on different projects and and I think it was really nice to meet a person who really understood Mm you know, what the other was doing and yes, and yep. bounce some ideas off and have a conversation. That was very beautiful. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love the way that you've you came to that conclusion so early on and the fact that yes. you had similar experience uh, that, you know, as you say, overlapped so probably different skills and preferences in terms of what you did. Uh, I, I dare say that business conversations were natural, you know, within your day-to-day life. Certainly, you know, with my wife, Trang, and I, we both have a, a business degree and we actually met at a, a job interview. I don't think you know this, but we, oh, we, wow. <laughs> we met at an assessment centre. So we were matched on Monster by a recruitment agent because we were both kind of candidates for uh, for the same role. And so, oh. you know, for although we've never worked together directly, having conversations about business and, and work life, is a very natural thing for us because it's something that interests us both of them. Now we both run yeah. our own businesses independently. So I can absolutely see how, you know, you, you came to that conclusion and, and how you were able to take it forwards from there. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So when you did start and you, you decided, okay, we're going to start the business, what did you decide to, to specialise in and how quickly did, were you able to get it over, off the ground? Within... Uh, I think within 24 hours, yep. we had a website running Wow! and we had a name on the evening we decided uh, we wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is an amalgamation of both of our names at yes. the time. And we knew exactly what we wanted to do because we had this chat, you know, looking at, uh, you know, how much time we spend together and how we like spending time yes. together and how we think about the world and, and see business. And we just said, well, you know, we can team up and yes. offer more so I was sort of specializing in telling the stories through uh sort of still images and press and poster images and as poster well. images mm. um so sort of bigger kind of publicity but still 
photography um, and representation of a story. And I was actually running much more sort of uh, press related products. So it was much more to do with sort of what were the journalists going to receive as like a snapshot of the film, whether that was a little audio bites or interviews, for example. So again, it was like what's what was deliverable for them that they could get a good idea of what the film would be about. And then we just thought, well, actually, when you combine the two of us, that's like a whole package, which is brilliant. And why would we only work with the film industry, which we are very grateful to have had worked with. Yes, Um, I think that was the biggest pivot, actually. But the biggest pivot then, Then. when when Ran was born, was, well, hold on a second, we now actually have a lot of experience and a lot of combined skills that we can offer to um, institutions Mm -hmm. or to startups and educational institutions as well. And Ran became not just a sort of publicity and marketing for films and the film industry, Mm -hmm. but a broader spectrum of businesses. And um, I think that was that was the new bit. And Mm -hmm. that was the bit that was possible because we got together uh, as business, business partners. Yeah, it's it's amazing how it grows, isn't it? And yeah. you know, having that base that you had within the film industry is a great starting point. But I, I think as businesses evolve and and as the as your ideas have time to to blossom, if you like, then the opportunity often comes to to move into a different space. And and yeah, you've you've absolutely done that, haven't you? In in, in several different directions that you've gone in there. So the key phrase that on the top of your website that I'm looking at now actually is we're here to build communities online and enable digital transformation. Mm. Now, there's so much great stuff about that. So I wonder if you can just dissect that for us and and, and tell us how you go about doing that. Yeah, of course. Of course, I think the most important thing for us is people and thinking about people first. And, you know, when 2020 happened, this is when we've realized that what RUN has to offer is fantastic for even really small businesses uh, because not everyone has been ready for this change and not everyone has been ready for this digital time that has arrived. Yes, and and suddenly we're in a, or in 2020, we're in a situation where we couldn't go and see people. You couldn't have those connections. So everything was done digitally and for many people that was actually a scary time Mm -hmm. and many businesses didn't have an online presence or didn't know what to do with the online presence and I think this is when we offered our uh, services actually in the lockdown we offered our services for free uh, to over 70 uh, small business owners where we looked at their online presence and, and helped them go into uh, digital, so help them with the digital transformation. But that's when we've realized what it is that we actually do by Mm. doing it. And for us, the digital transformation is actually keeping the human aspect of connection Mm. as much as possible and thinking about how we exist Mm. in in the world and how we exist in the society and how we connect to another human being. Mm. And And how how we tell stories which actually connect human beings and they bring them together. And and how we exist within communities and how we need communities to hold us, whether it's on a personal level or professional level. So the way we approach digital transformation is, first of all, extremely personal. Um, And we don't only look at the organization, but we look at the people and who is leading the organization or the business. So right now, for example, we are doing a whole massive digital transformation for a museum. It's called Orta Museum in Brussels, Belgium. 
Um, and it's a really interesting process where we're working with each individual team member yes. and working with their skills and assessing what they can do and how we can help. And then we have obviously an overarching strategy, yes. but keeping the human mm. um, and, and providing the digital tools that are relevant for that human being and sort of teaching them how mm. to not think about digital as something different and something else, but actually how can we translate the experience that we have as human beings in the real world into the digital sphere. And that's our trick. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's such a great thing uh, to be doing. And the digital transformation kind of buzzword, if you like, it, it's um, been around in corporate for, for several years now. Yeah. But I think the opportunity that, that comes with it uh, for people, whether they already have a business or they're thinking about starting one during this decade, I think the opportunity is huge in order to to communicate with a wide audience, by wide audience, I mean globally, um, mm. but they've been able, being able to find the niche of, you know, the right clients, uh, the right people that you can serve, you know, in, in whatever way that is serving them, whether it's uh, through a company, whether it's through a charity, you know, however this, this kind of works, the opportunity is there. And to have good, sensible, appropriate online communications is often the difference between success and failure. Mm. Yes, it's quite um, quite important and quite big. Mm. But I think what we are also trying to do whenever we have conversations with people is to make them understand that it is the same as being in the room. It is we have to treat all these accounts as real people that you mm. could have a conversation with in real life. Or, and that changes a lot in terms of the thinking of digital transformation. Yes, and almost that instant message. Uh, a space that is like being in the same room as someone you know so if you're not responding to that person on that message as a message you know you're ignoring them in the room so I think that's what we're sort of trying to always concentrate that yes you can have access to the global and we definitely want people to take advantage of it but we're also trying to keep it quite real in a sense that you know th think about the people behind all these screens and mm. accounts and how can we connect with them in a real way? How yeah. can you look after these people and how can they support you and your business? And then that grows. But mm. we, we never really start with sort of just taking over the world and yes. trying to be on yeah. 70 different platforms and five different websites. Because that never works. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, actually simplicity and, and sort of trying to show who you are mm. and connect with the right people. And, and that's where we would come in and mm -hmm. help. But I think our main message always is it's human interaction and it's community. And so the rules are still the same. The rules are still the same. Yes, it's a digital transformation, but we are going to help you and translate it to the digital. But we need to remember where we are rooted and who we are mm -hmm. as people. Just thinking of a, an example of, you know, electric cars and things like that. I think that the early electric cars failed because they didn't look like cars, you know, mm. <laughs> but now so many electric cars that are out there because it's developed, the thinking's developed around it. They look like traditional cars. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think what you're saying here can be applied as well, just because communication is digital. It doesn't mean it, it doesn't need to be authentic or personal. Mm. Is that how you see things? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people had this experience. We definitely experienced it in 2020, you know, when the world kind of as we know it yes. and as we knew it uh, disappeared. 
And these connections that we've created online via Zoom or Google Meet and meeting people on a video call, they really have become extremely strong uh, connections, yes. very beneficial for, for everyone involved, but real. They are real connections. It's yeah. We haven't met half of these people or more even in real life yet. Mm. However, there is a bond. And that's very beautiful that when we were all in separate isolated silos through digital we could connect and be close together and that's something that we will never forget yes. and we want we don't want people to take it for granted so we mm. always remind people that this is quite unique actually mm. and can we appreciate it and concentrate on the connectivity of it yes rather than the digital scary aspect it's interesting it. that you mentioned electric cars because digital is really just the vehicle mm. in, in which we <laughs> we just communicate with others you know and it's and it's and it should be just a tool. It, sh it shouldn't dictate how we communicate with others. The rules are still the same. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really brilliant analogy you've, you've said there, Robbie. So it, it, I wanted to go back as well. So I'm, I'm glad you have, Agatha, in terms of the, you know, those 70 conversations or so that you, you had mm -hmm. and where you, you put yourself out there for, for free um, in 2020, because that's where Trang and I first became aware of you yeah. when you were making those, uh, those kind offers and doing what you could do, I guess, to help people that were in in trouble or a bit stuck, you know, during that, that time of the of, of the first lockdown uh, back in the spring of 2020. So I, I wonder if you can tell us where that idea came from and indeed the impact that, that it's had going forwards, uh, both in terms of the benefit that it had on the people that you've spoken with and, and what you've learned about your business and, and the direction that you want to take it in. Yes. Um, thank you for that question. So that, yes. that was obviously a very difficult time for so many businesses, you know, including ours. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt very scary when March 2020 happened. Uh, and there was also, you know, a, a kind of worry to do with yes, and health. And yes, and, and budgets were being rolled up because no one really knew sort of what was happening. So maybe they didn't want to expend on, uh, on the new storytelling campaign yes. because they, they didn't know what the situation was. But I think what we did, and again, mm. you might laugh because obviously it was a decision taken in five minutes, um, <laughs> the, the start of the company, we just sort of sat down. So the lockdown got, got announced and we sat down and said, OK, well, this is quite bad. Um, not sure what we can do, really. And then we thought, well, actually, no, we can we can just help people. Why don't we just help people? Everyone is feeling scared like mm. we are. We have so many skills that are perfect for digital and online, and we offered um, social media clinics um, so people could book themselves in directly uh, yeah. in our calendar uh, and have a free consultation where we would go through their online presence and social media and um, share what we know with them, but also specifically go through their online presence and, and give tips, but, but also really kind of train them up yeah. so the sessions would be sort of an hour, two hours, sometimes three hours long. And it was a fantastic way for us to be with people. I think we're both very people-centered. Yes, very social, but in a way that, you know, we're people-powered. We are people-powered. And, and that's where the ideas are coming from, you know, is this, the conversations that we're having with people. So I think for us to offer uh, these clinics, it was also a way to just have this connection with humans still uh, that was very important for us personally mm -hmm. um, and for the businesses we just knew that this is the time that is scary time and we can help and specifically I think as a female co-founder yeah. we wanted to help women as well 
um, and female-owned businesses. Absolutely. So 93% of the businesses we spoke to were female-led, and that was a real pleasure and a huge achievement yes. for us. And the feedback has been brilliant. There has been a lot of recommendations and yes. we could see the changes right in front of our eyes. So that's the beautiful thing with digital transformation that you can see it quite quickly, actually, and online presence especially. Yes. But what it meant for us as well uh, was that we got an opportunity to work with the United Nations. And um, that was a very special yes. opportunity that came up because of all the conversations mm -hmm. that we've had with the business owners who we could help. Yes. No, that's brilliant. And I uh, say so before we go on to the, the UN, because that was certainly something that I, I, I wanted to discuss on this call. So, you know, were there any themes that, that came out of those those conversations, you know, after you'd kind of done you know a, a couple of dozen or something did it start to fit into a pattern was there a template that emerged or, or did it remain unique to to each business owner that you spoke with really mm. interesting so in many ways it was unique and we kind of wanted it to be that way yes. so we we have not turned a business down just because it was a business that maybe offered something that we haven't worked with before yes. for yep. example so you know, you could be a psychologist or you could have a startup yes. or you could have a jewelry business or a veterinary practice. Yes, any anything. And we would have shown up mm. and had ideas for you. So this is where it was unique. Perhaps what was a pattern was this thinking that the algorithm rules and that the digital rules and that the human aspect is taken away from the online presence. And I yes. think that was the biggest moment when the penny dropped really yes. and we've realized aha uh -huh, so this is the biggest struggle that people have and mm. that's where our mission as run has really clarified yeah yeah and i think um the question that very often came up was how do i get more followers and it's like well how often are you speaking to the followers that you have <laughs> and also people were thinking a lot about likes and the sort of you know the kind of algorithm bit of the digital and that's something that we definitely realized we were working with everyone on, on every single call to shift this thinking from mm. trying to get likes and look into other things that might not be visible uh, to the audience, but would be visible to your insights on certain platforms so that you measure what actually is a real engagement and thinking about the community and really thinking about conversations and yeah. comments and responding to people rather than likes and the number of followers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we had to work with, mm -hmm. with every single business owner. Yes. I'd also say it was very common that the businesses didn't know how to look at their business as a whole and start breaking down the individual elements that make up their story. For example, you know, how do they start telling people about their business? It, they just felt very lost and, and very often we were there to just help them sort of say, have you thought about this or, or we really like this aspect of your business, for example. And also another thing that was something that uh, was like a repeated theme, uh, again, a very specific example, but it, it just came out every single time, yeah. uh, was social media platforms and the kind of overwhelming feeling that you have to be on all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that was our biggest achievement maybe to to explain it to people that actually start lean start yes. with the platform Simplify. that can be your strongest one where your community is and then you can move this community to another platform but you don't need to be on all seven of them you can mm -hmm. really start with one or two but show up and be present and that was wonderful to see 
you know, slowly we followed the businesses and we could see that their communities are growing. We could see that they deleted the accounts that they haven't posted on since 2014. Um, mm. And they could really understand the value of, of actually being there, showing up in the online digital space, but on one specific space, two yes. specific spaces, not scattered yes. seven different and, and, after, and after working with them, they all said it felt so much better. It felt so much lighter than the fact that they only had sort of just one or two choice platforms that they were really, really sort of activating and engaging on. Yes, I think I think the simplicity and the kind of lean way of thinking um, is very helpful because people feel overwhelmed otherwise. But I guess there is this belief that you should be chasing followers and likes and you should be on all the platforms mm. and it's not true. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great point. And uh, it, it really is. And I think, you know, everybody only has a certain capacity and, mm. you know, engagement, networking, all of that kind of thing that can only take up so many hours a week. And if you're, if, if you're scattering, you know, across all of the platforms, as you say, you're, you're probably not going to get anywhere, you know, no. so, so to be present and certainly, you know, trying with, with her business, you know, she does a story on Instagram every Sunday. And that's that's expected now. Um, right. Similarly, I guess with me and the podcast, you know, I, my podcast yeah. episodes come out every Tuesday, and that's expected six a.m. every Tuesday. There's a new podcast, and you know, having that that kind of routine and and, and setting expectations with an audience, you're aligning with the audience. Mm, mm. It's just about engagement. It's true engagement. So you know, people know where to find you yes. and they know when you're going to be there and they can have a conversation with you. It's as yes. simple as that. Yes, and people yeah. do love routine. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so tell me about your your work with the UN and how that came about and what that project involved. Well, that was an incredible opportunity that surprised us, actually, in yes, a sense. Yes, totally. Because, you know, we were we doing were, our thing. And we were giving these chats for free, but not with this grand master plan of <laughs> breaking into the UN circle. It was, um, no, it just came very organically. Um, Through the conversations yes. um, that we've had. So one of the businesses we spoke to uh, made an introduction and sort of asked us whether we would be keen to uh, give a talk to, to a UN program that she was participating in mm. as well. Um, and we like telling that story because that's just the beauty of speaking to people. So yeah. you see, just the more open you are, the more you sort of try and add value and bring value to people and actually connect on a, in, a, in a real way, mm -hmm. the more you can build on. And that's really a beautiful story that the more you give, the, the, the more there is for you to, yeah. to work with as well Absolutely. and enjoy in life. Um, so that was a very beautiful kind of happening. Happening, um, and so we ran this uh, this online webinar, and it went very well. But um, we, then we said, "Oh, well, that was really enjoyable," and we'll, we were um, very grateful. And for very it. grateful, and we and we and we carried on with our with our consultations. And then we were contacted a few weeks afterwards. Really, well, they said that they enjoyed the webinar so much that they would like to invite us to run an entire program, which was called um, "She Trades in the Commonwealth." So. It's mm. a program that is for women in the countries of Nigeria, Bangladesh, Ghana, and Kenya. Yes. And it's just to make sure that um, women are 
ready to trade internationally. Yes. And our program was called specifically... Um, How to effectively pivot to digital. So you can see the link, you can see why we were invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, we just wanted to make sure we were working with 200 businesses uh, in those four countries. And, and we were running webinars and workshops and also one-to-one sessions as well. And our role was, and our aim with the program was to make sure that the women who participated and their businesses will be online, Mm -hmm. will be able to um, have a presence so that they will get more orders and will Mm -hmm. be able to support their community by having more employment opportunities for Mm -hmm. people around them as well. Um, So this has been an incredibly touching project really and uh, a program that we have run since september 2020 until march 2021 and we're just very grateful for it it's a huge privilege actually yeah um and you know having these connections with women all over the world Mm -hmm. uh learning about their culture uh, and working with them that closely and and seeing the implementation yes such incredible incredible businesswomen as well just unbelievable in Ah. terms of their their work ethic and their sort of capacity yeah and their drive yes and adoption as well so we tell them hey hey, have you maybe considered taking up this platform and maybe try tampering with a few of your sort of um other sort of online presence bits and everything Um, would be done within like 24 hours yes (laughs) okay very impressive so extremely extremely Mm. capable and just seeing the difference and then Mm. knowing uh, you know, for example, we have encouraged one business in Bangladesh to start Instagram and they were not so keen at the beginning because they didn't see the value and they thought, oh, it's just another platform. But we had a really nice sort of digital strategy for them, a very lean one. Yes. Uh, but Instagram was quite important. And, and within two weeks of them actually implementing our Instagram strategy, they started getting orders and inquiries through Instagram direct messaging. So it works. Mm. That's amazing. It, it really is. And I'm so pleased for you both that you've you've had that opportunity and indeed that, you know, that the impacts that that you'll have made, you know, and the empowerment that you'll have provided. And I think digital and the opportunity that it, it brings for leveling up uh, for mm-hmm. equity, you know, however, however you want to phrase it. The opportunity that comes globally is so huge and we've probably never quite seen anything like it before mm. you know and uh, as you know obviously you know we're, we're trying being vietnamese and you know we have our, our our links there um and you know i've seen firsthand over the last 10 years or so the development that's taken place there and the you know how um people have had different lifestyle choices or life choices not even style you know life choices as a result of digital you know that the freelancer i work with who does all my graphics is based over there and you know she's able to kind of fit in you know what what she does within family life and things and you know work in all sorts of strange hours probably with you know global customers but uh the the platforms you know that are provided there you know for for freelancers you know let alone kind of wider developing businesses um Mm. is is such a great thing and and that opportunity is is now isn't it Yes, yes absolutely. It, it, that's so beautiful and important what you just said that it is now. I think that's so important for people to realize the whole world is now open. Yes. And we have the skills and the tools to connect. So we mm. just need to know how to do it and, and how to connect and who to connect with. Mm. 
but everything is there ready for you to take it to another level and i yes. think for us it was such a important uh, project the un uh, especially again because we were working with female business owners yes. so it was a continuation of what we started in the lockdown so it was really fitting actually and just sort of elevating women in business mm. you know the unfortunately right now everywhere in the world we we still have a little bit of work to do with gender equality um yes. and as ran we're both very passionate about it and and, and for robbie as well and i and i love yes. that you know as, as a man you want to be supporting women and mm. i think it's so beautiful for women on the receiving end also yes. to see you know it's not just me uh being a woman supporting another woman but mm. there are men out there like you yourself rob as well yes. um supporting supporting women in business and that's very special and i still think yes, and it's very much needed i think very it's still very much needed but but mm. we are doing the work we are talking about it and i think that's why it also felt extremely special to be part of this project yes yeah yeah it's brilliant and congratulations uh, to you both for what you've you've done and and i'm sure we'll continue to to do so on, on that you. note what is next you know what what's the the next step for you now hopefully we're you know emerging out of beyond covid moving into uh, uh, the new digital economy open world hopefully you know what what do you see coming next for you i think the digital transformation is something that we will continue mm -hmm. working with so our project with the museum in brussels continues until august september so it's quite a long one because um, yes. there's quite a lot of sort of different aspects coming into it. And we can definitely see that maybe our role will move a little bit from uh, helping with the initial stages because mm -hmm. people are now sort of maybe have learned a little bit and yes. there are many more tools available online and um, videos for free mm -hmm. as well. So we might sort of be coming, you know, RAN might now evolve a little bit more into restructuring institutions yes. and um and organizations and organizations and, and helping with the initial stages too i think that's very important yes. and we'd be surprised how many institutions are still not um savvy in this yes. digital way yep. so i think the 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 baby the digital baby steps we will always cover but we're also just thinking about the kind of structural and organizational thinking when it comes mm -hmm. to digital and how do they deal with it yes um and the sort of storytelling around brands as mm -hmm. well so we we might have a sort of a a branding big sort of branding project yes. with um, an energy company with an energy company to, to for sustainable energy sustainable energy yes. to do with um in, in ghana actually so that would be a lovely connection to mm. the places that um, uh, we've we already have, worked with. we have already worked yeah. with yeah, and, and i think also in the meantime we're also going to be putting ourselves out there and just helping people all the time and just offering our skills for free for individuals where we can i think that's actually especially for women business owners i think that's always going to be quite a, an important and integral uh, cornerstone to our practice yes i think because that that gives us back so much in terms of hearing you know you have that experience of chatting to people about their business and and i, and I think it's similar for us that when we have these initial calls or when we offer a free social media clinic mm. you know we meet someone who's very passionate about what it is that they do and it's fantastic having these conversations so we yeah. definitely never want to give up on those no
Yeah, it's it's brilliant, and I think you know the way that you've you've gone about that with no expectations of you know a return or necessarily gaining clients. You know, there's no there's no hard sell in there, is there? But there's there's clearly the opportunity that if people do want to work with you, then you're open to that conversation. And I I think that's such a a, a great way to go about things. You know, I think we've, we've all been on calls where you know that they they just want you to sign up, they just want your money, <laughs> and and to be able to offer something with no expectation of return, but just just to help and and just to uh, to feel positive about your day is is such a, a a positive way to go about things in general, isn't it? I think that's why it worked yes. really yeah. because yeah. it fulfilled our need, and mm. the need being we want to have a connection with a, a, another person, yes. and we want to learn about them. And I think it's very interesting that that was our need, mm. not the business in a way yes. or, or trying to have them sign up yes and, and I think a lot of business models at the moment are based around extraction the constant extraction and I think people are now wising up to it and they are all very aware that there is going to be an ask very soon or just around the corner so I think just to provide a, a situation or an environment where that ask isn't around the corner where it's kind of it's just a, a conversation yeah. I think it's, it's really sweet. But talking about business, obviously, mm. what's interesting about it is that it still would translate into business. Yes, absolutely. But very organically and very naturally. And when when it's the right fit and when it's the right situation. Mm. So it's really interesting, actually. I don't think we have worked like this before. No. I think it's definitely a change that happened in 2020 that we just sort of have these conversations and then it happens rather than have a structure where we ask for something back. Yeah. And so far it's working. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a great approach. And you've, you've both mentioned several times the, the impact of story as well. So if, if you, if you could just give us a, a bit of insight in terms of, you know, how story and the story of an individual can help to, to bring out the nature of a business and the problems that that business will solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that comes with being authentic. And yes. I know this is another buzzword. Yes. But just thinking about what it really is your mission, because sometimes mm -hmm. when we have our calls mm -hmm. with some of the businesses, we realize that the reason why the whole marketing strategy and digital online presence mm -hmm. doesn't work, it's because there actually isn't a mission in the business. And mm. if you don't really have a mission, if you're not very clear about what it is that you do as a business, you can't really talk about it. Because mm. what would you talk about yes. in a sense that is sort of, you know, yes. grasping you and your audience? Yes. It's, it's, hard, it's hard for people to connect to you and sort of know what it is that you're doing if you yourself maybe don't have a passion for it. Yeah, I think if your mission is just to sell stuff, I mean, that's great, but yes. I mean, but, you know, people want more than that in this day and age. They do want the story. They want to know that maybe what they're buying does have that story attached. They'd want to know where it's coming from. They want to know who's made it, for example. So. And is there an impact, you know, especially now, uh, this is quite an important one to think about. What is your impact? Mm. Is it social impact? Do you do something with the community? Are you, how are you helping people so, so that it isn't, just about money making and profit i think is there something that you're doing for the community or the planet and i think that's quite an important mm. aspect of storytelling and we sort of try and think about this together with people but 
you know, it's important to say that uh, how we work, for example, is that we would not come up with just good marketing. Like it has to come from the person who runs the business. If they don't have a mission, we are not going to make something up just to say it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't line up. That probably wouldn't be a match. But I I think there's a lot of work that um, people normally have actually a story, but they were afraid to share it or they were afraid to show their face and themselves Mm -hmm. on social platforms, for example. And that's quite an easy way to actually be present in your business and and, and share a little bit and 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 be be human and build trust. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your story uh, today, (laughs) um, as you have. And as I wish you every success going forwards before we finish there's four questions that i ask every guest on the show uh so i'd love to know what your one best piece of advice would be for somebody thinking about starting their own business today so we have quite an unusual i think yes this is an unusual one but um we think probably like the most important thing Mm -hmm. uh, is to have a very good accountant and it's important to have a good relationship with them. It's important to trust them. It's important to invest in them. Yes. Actually. And I think also for you to feel comfortable in asking them questions about your money. And that is really important. Mm. We, we've learned that. And it's sometimes we kind of ask other businesses how they're doing. And for example, they would say, oh, I'm not sure, you know, the other accountant is a bit more expensive. And we always say, no, no, no. If they're the right fit, and if you feel you get the right support, you have to invest in your business. You have to invest in it. Mm. And it's money. And you have to, in order for it to work, you have to feel supported. Yes. And it has to be a positive experience dealing with money. Yes. So that's, I think, our... Yeah, a good accountant will give you the systems that you need to sort of grow and to scale. So, yeah, we, we can't recommend that more. We love ours. So yes. we're... <laughs> Absolutely, super important. And honestly, once we switched sort of around a year ago, it had a huge impact on our business. Mm -hmm. And that's why we now always tell people that this is number one. That's fascinating. And not Mm -hmm. what I expect you to say whatsoever. I know. Too forward to say, you know, this is going to be very unusual. Probably nobody's Mm going to say that. But it has been transformational for us to the point that we really want people to know this is very important. Yes, no, it's, it's great. And do you think it matters more if you're trading internationally as well, adding in those complexities to it? I think even if you're doing it locally, mm. equally important, but internationally, obviously, it's even more complex. And to avoid overwhelm, yes, oh, you must have someone that you trust 100%. But even locally, even if you're small, start with someone that you can grow with and learn from. Mm so important but if you feel like they're not really caring and and you're just another client then they're probably not the right accountant for you you must have that support it's money yeah. and that's very important to have a positive experience with it and mm. know that you are in control in control and that you're safe brilliant what a great tip so uh, what do you know now that you wish you knew back when you started your business so what what we know now is actually just to uh, for things not to be perfect before you start running with them. I think it's okay to actually, if you have half an idea, I think just go with it and actually just keep on adding bits and sort of trialing bits out and sort of testing and retesting and and just and tweaking. And it doesn't have to be the perfect product. It doesn't have the per- have to be the perfect idea for it to for it to go forward. 
just mm. I, I yes I don't know whether I have anything to add I think mm. Robbie just summarized it beautifully it's there is no need for perfection um, just again because we believe in people so much just yeah. start having these conversations put it out there see what happens and and listen listen mm. to people they will give you good tips and really good feedback so just be open mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's another great point and so you've you took the words right out of my mouth there in terms of the the, the last point there Agatha in terms of you know getting that feedback getting the, communi mm. the, the communication will come won't it and an idea is never fully formed until it's been yeah. kind of tested on the market effectively mm. so I, th I think having those conversations and then it will it will grow and evolve you know there's only only so much thinking an, an individual or even a small group can do until that idea is allowed to to, to kind of fly and find its own way if you like so yeah another yeah. great point so <laughs> in terms of a, a, a resource so be it a, a book a podcast a website a blog is there anything that you'd, you'd recommend for people who are at the start of their journey we have two yes so one of our favorite books is actually uh, the lean startup by eric Ries, um which is fantastic it's um you can it's mainly he talks a lot about sort of tech products but you can adapt. Yes, you can adapt it. Basically, he it's similar to what the previous um, answer was. It's just about testing things and sort of not having to wait until you've got the, the finished product in order to release it to know if it's going to be successful or not. Just trial and error. And applying this to online presence mm. in the same way, you know, not being on like seven different platforms, but maybe trialing it out on one or two and seeing what works and what doesn't. Yes. So we really like that book, but mm. we don't read it in a kind of literal way. Yes. We don't think it's just for tech startups, for example. Yes. We, we, we sort of try and apply it to other businesses, our business, uh, online presence. It, it's just really nice. It's a nice way of thinking. It's a nice thinking structure. Mm, yes. And the other one uh, that we like is called New Power. Yes. And it's by Henry Timms and Jeremy Haymans. And it's about new power and the old power. So how things were done in the past when you would have a leader, for example, mm. that would tell others how to do it. And, and they hold they hold the expertise they hold the knowledge and it's and it's and they have ownership over that yes and the kind of new power where it's much more open and you can collaborate and you and you listen and and, and people... you put forward and if you you yourself or as the leader you are having a ch going through a challenge or you don't know how to solve a problem you put it forward to the the wider group and I think that's a very powerful book, actually, really interesting. And in terms of leadership, um, we always recommend it to business owners and institutions, especially because they tend to be sort of a little bit going yes. more towards the old power. Obviously, sometimes you need the old power. So, for example, with dentists, you know, you, you'd love you'd love them to the be the dentist to be the expert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be the old power ones you don't want the person down the road to to come in <laughs> but but you know it's a very very interesting concept who holds mm. the power and how do they share it and who do we want to go to and when for the old power and for the new power so very interesting book highly recommended these yes two. yeah mm. absolutely and and certainly you know the, the the second book is it's not one that i know and certainly one i'll, I'll check out because i, I think right. it, it relates to everything that you've said in in terms of um in terms of where we are in terms of what's happening and the opportunity that comes from this decade specifically so uh so no brilliant stuff and 
is there a guest that you'd recommend uh, for a future episode of the show? Yes. So there is a brand leader uh, for the brand Eclectic Chic, and she is called Tenny. She's a Nigerian-based businesswoman. However, she also is based in London from time to time. Um, she's just released a new collection as well, but she's an incredible, incredible businesswoman. And absolutely fantastic. And we have met her because uh, we were working with her for the UN. Mm. And uh, she she's really unique, has an, an amazing energy, uh, super creative, uh, just a superpower. So we think you'd really love having a chat with her and people mm. would learn so much from her and her experience and how she does things. So we think she'd be a perfect fit. Thank you. How exciting. And uh, yeah, I look forward to getting in touch and, and hopefully getting her on the show. That's a, a great suggestion. Just finally then, your links. If people want to find out more about you, where should they go and what should they do? So Run Studio um, website. So that would be runstudio.co.uk. Yes. And then our social media handle is runstudioldn. For London. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you both so much. You've shared so much insight and been so candid as indeed I think you have been for the last 12 months or 13 months so it's been great fun okay thank Thank you so much for having us it was great to chat with you thank you Rob I hope you enjoyed today's episode I'm fortunate enough to have had several brilliant case studies in what business can achieve so far on this podcast and this is no exception so I brought their skills and interests together and formulate a business very quickly that solves meaningful problems and the impact that they've had is quite remarkable. The power of story is so key to build that connection. And I love how they explain that combining it with the individual's mission is vital to success, which in turn provides the opportunity to make things better for others. On next week's episode, I speak with the brilliant Zenat Narani on the self-awareness journey. It's another one not to be missed. So subscribe now to be notified of this on Tuesday morning. Thank you for listening. Until next time, keep launching and building those amazing businesses that give you satisfaction and balance.